Nossa. But it's good to be here. It's good to be here for the first Sunday in the new year. Brilliant, isn't it? I don't know. Uh, don't know what uh, what your week's been like. What what your year's been like, even what your last year's been like. As you look back, maybe you've had some times which are not not so good. If uh, if so, then then think about this, this guy oh, on this video. Just going to watch a video. He's not having a good day. A snake's eyes aren't very good, but they can detect movement. So if the hatchling keeps its nerve, it may just avoid detection. Escape. Yeah, Proper edge of the seat, seat stuff, that, isn't it? You know, it's, uh, remember the first time, first time I saw that, and uh, it, was, it was brilliant, isn't it? But uh, Dave was saying when he, uh, when he saw the clip earlier on, he said, I want to know what, you, what you're speaking on now. Well, it's just an excuse to show that, really. <laughs> but uh, but no, perhaps, you know, some, sometimes we have a, we have a bad. A bad day, about a week, and maybe as you look back uh, over the over the past year, maybe sometimes you think, sometimes it's like it's like rushing from one crisis to another, like like that uh, iguana. I think it was an iguana in in the video, and it's um, rushing from one uh, crisis to another, just and eventually managed to get um, into to safe ground and managed to get there. And if you look back at your year, what what are your thoughts? Are you glad that you've got to the end of, uh, of 2018? There's a few, uh, few heartfelt yeses there. But we're at the beginning of a new year. But all it is, it's, it's just a new day, really. Just at the start of a new day, just the same as any other. But uh, it's just another, another day on the calendar. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the iguana, it got to, to a safe point. But the thing is, 
you'll probably have to face the same thing again the next day. And so I'm sorry to disappoint you, but, uh, you know, as we stand at the start of a new year, then we're still going to have things to face, we're still going to have issues to face, we're still going to have crisis, we're still going to have things that are going to come to us. But life, it can be like that. Sometimes uh, we, we go through challenges, sometimes in our Christian life, and it can seem as though as soon as we get rid of one challenge, as soon as we get through one crisis, then there's something else uh, to, to come uh, on, on its heels. However, that's not, uh, that's not the only side of the story. If that were it, then that, that wouldn't be very good, would it? But there's more to it than that. The fact is that um, whatever we've, we've faced in, in the last year, in 2018, and whatever we're facing now, whatever may, we may wish that we, we, we had to come or whatever we wish had happened in, in the last year, God uh, has blessed us, and God has blessed us. Uh, God doesn't uh, just bless us when things are good. God blesses us all the time, and that's, that's an amazing thing. We've got an amazing God, and he's a God who blesses us when things are obviously going well, and he's also a God who blesses us when things don't seem to be going as well. So he's there all the time, and his blessings are not... Um, dependent on our outward circumstances. It's the same as, as individuals. We face things as individuals. We face it as families. We face it as a church. And we all go through things. We've gone through things in, in the last year that we wished that we'd not faced. All of us, I'm, I'm sure we can say that. Uh, we've all gone through uh, trials. But yet God has been faithful. God has remained faithful. Everything that we've faced, we've faced with him. Something we need to remember as we go forward into the, the year ahead. I'm going to read from uh, Paul's second letter to Timothy. Um, and Paul, in, this, in this letter, um, Paul is, is, is encouraging Timothy. He's encouraging this, uh, this, this young uh, person who's, who's in, in the faith. And he's, he's encouraging him to, to, to move on in, in the things of God. Paul, he both looks back and he looks forward as well. This is what he says to Timothy, 2 Timothy, chapter 1, verse 3. Paul says to Timothy, I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you and be mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded is in you also. Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God. Who has saved us and called us with holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Saviour, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. 
to which I was appointed a teacher, an apostle and a teacher to the Gentiles. For this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep what I've committed to him until that day. That's a good, that's a good declaration, isn't it, what Paul uh, declares. He says, I know whom I've believed. I'm persuaded that he's able to keep what I've committed. Some of older faces, somebody might remember a song, an old hymn that they used to be, and it used to sing that, I know whom I've believed. I'm not going to sing it for you, you'll be pleased to know. But uh, I know, maybe another day. <laughs> no, don't hold your breath. But, uh, but looking at this passage, looks back, Paul looks back at how God has blessed in the past. He looks to Timothy and he says, God has blessed you in the past. He's blessed you with, with your, your, your mother and your grandmother. They, they were in the faith and the faith is in you. That faith, that same faith, you, you've taken hold of it and you've, you've, you've come to know this, uh, this Jesus for yourself. And Paul looks back and Paul is blessed by Timothy. But then Paul looks forward as well. He doesn't stay in the past, uh, but he looks forward uh, and he says, I know whom I've believed, and I've got confidence, he's got confidence that God is going to hold him in the past. And, and these anchor points, this, this looking towards the past, to what God has done in the past, and trusting God for the future, that he's going to be faithful in the future, that keeps Paul strong for the here and now. So that's what, what we can do with that. We can look to what God has done in the past. We're not to live in the past, uh, you know, a lot of people say, you know, weren't, weren't the olden days better? You know, and, uh, but the writer the, uh, of, of Ecclesiastes says you shouldn't, look, if you, you shouldn't be looking and saying, why were the older days better than that? He says you don't inquire wisely when you say that. He says it, it's foolish talk because you, you can't turn the time back. You can't turn the clock back. So, but we can look at the past and see how God has blessed us in the past. And we can use it as an anchor point to, to realize that God is going to continue to bless us and have a, give faith for the future, that God will continue to bless us. And that can keep us steady for the here and now. And so as we look at this, this passage, and there's, there's more verses throughout this, this, uh, this epistle that, uh, that Paul wrote to Timothy, we're going to look at a number of things that, that comes out of this, uh, this passage and from this reading, uh, a number of uh, Guidelines, if it were, for, for the, what we can have uh, at the start of a new year. In fact, any time. First, our confidence in Jesus shouldn't depend on our outward circumstances. So as we walk into this new year, as we said, it's just a new day. It's just one more day in, in, uh, in, our, in our journey. It's a day that we may face trials and challenges but it's a day where God remains faithful. And that's something we can, we can depend on. As we uh, go into the, the weeks, days, weeks, months, years ahead, we can remember that God uh, is going to continue to be faithful. Paul was in prison when he wrote this, this second epistle to Timothy. He was, he was in prison. And as Paul writes to Timothy, he looks back, as we said, and he's thankful to what God has done. And he looks forward to what uh, God is going to do. Paul speaks about his imprisonment and his suffering. He's facing that on account of being a follower of Jesus. Before, before Paul was a Christian, Paul was, uh, he was a person who was persecuting others. 
and, uh, and he, he could do whatever he wanted, really, uh, to, uh, largely. Uh, he, he was um, pretty high up in the, in the religious uh, leaders of the day, and he, and he used to persecute the Christians. But now he was a follower of Jesus, and he was being persecuted for that. He was in prison because he was a follower of Jesus. And he looks at that and he speaks about the fact that he is suffering for the gospel. But he also tells Timothy that Timothy will also face difficult times as a follower of Jesus. But although Paul was a prisoner and although he had suffered for the gospel, it remained true that he was blessed. Paul was blessed. He was in prison. He was, uh, you know, he, he didn't have his own freedom. But Paul could say that he was blessed because he had his faith in the Lord Jesus. And nothing could take that away. He was more blessed uh, in prison than he was when he was free beforehand. Paul looked back to the past, not as we said, to live in the past, but so they could, he could use it as the anchor point to realize it, that Jesus was faithful, that God was faithful. And he looked how God had blessed Timothy's family and he, he, he held on to that, and he saw that in, that faith was in Timothy himself, and he encouraged Timothy in that uh, belief as well, in that faith. Paul looked to the future, a future that was firm, a future that was secure, a future that was built on a strong foundation of Jesus. That was a solid foundation that, that wasn't going to crumble. The faithfulness of God in the past uh, and the trust that, God, that Paul had in God for the future is brought out in that verse that we read. We read it, uh, and I mentioned it, when Paul said, I know whom I've believed, and I'm convinced that he's able to keep what I've entrusted to him until that day. Paul had got his everything given. He'd given it all to, to Jesus, and he'd got every confidence in him. And his, his confidence didn't crumble because he was in prison. His confidence didn't crumble because circumstances didn't uh, go exactly how he, he wanted them to do. He, he encourages Timothy again in uh, 2 Timothy 1 uh, verse 8. He says, So don't be embarrassed to speak up for our master or for me, his prisoner. Take your share of suffering for the message along with the rest of us. We can only keep on going after all by the power of God who first saved us and then called us to his holy work. So what are your hopes for the year ahead? I guess we all have hopes. We all have uh, things that we, we hope will happen, that we want to happen. What are your hopes for the year ahead? We may want to forget about some of the more difficult times that we've faced in, in the past year. There's, there's always things we, we wish we could just forget about, wish we could just erase them from our memories. But things, don't, as we said, don't all happen like that. There's a quote here from, uh, from a guy. It's a guy called Ron Dunn from a book called um, uh, When Heaven is Silent. And uh, he, he, he died a few years ago. But it's, it's really, really powerful what he, what he says in, uh, in, in a lot of his teachings. And, and he says, Good and bad run on parallel tracks and they usually arrive at the same time. And that's often true, isn't it? You know, we, we, go through, we go through life and uh, we go through difficult circumstances, but yeah, at the same time, there's, there's also blessings as well. Uh, there's also things that, that, that God blesses us with, and there's difficult times as well at the same time. And sometimes 
we just wish we could root out those, uh, those hard times. A bit like the parable of the, uh, the, the wheat and the tares and uh, the, um, the, 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 the people in the parable says, shall we take, the, shall we take all the weeds out? Shall we, shall we pull them out? And the, owner, the landowner says, no, because you might pull the good seed out as well. But let them grow up together for now. And so the circumstances of life, they're rarely all good bits or all bad bits in that sense. As we journey through life, they often come along hand in hand. And it's as we see that, that we see God blessing us in them. And we see that God has indeed richly blessed us. Uh, not because he's given us a, a smooth path, but because he's, he's gone with us and he's, he's equipped us. And he's sustained us through the times that we've faced. When I was a young'un, just uh, one or two years ago, I, on Saturday, Saturday television, it used to be Swap Shop on telly. Who remember Swap Shop? Yeah, yeah Swap Shop. Look at the few blank faces there. You know. <laughs> Rob's looking uh, as though he don't know what I'm on about. <laughs> no of it. You've heard it in the history books, have you? You know, it's... <laughs> Well, Swap Shop, it used to be on from 9 o'clock till 12 o'clock on a Saturday morning, and, it, it, and it, uh, Noel Edmonds, he used to be on it, you know, and uh, uh, some things come around again, don't they, you know, and, he's, uh, but, uh, and I used to enjoy Swap Shop, 9, 9 o'clock while 12 o'clock on Saturday morning, but then from 12 o'clock, it was on BBC or Grandstand, on ITV, it was World of Sport, and I'm not interested in watching sport on telly, I'm, I'm not interested in it, you know, so... It used to be okay up to 12 o'clock, but then it was, you know, sport all day, which I weren't interested in. I didn't like that. And, but the one thing I used to watch on World of Sport, that was a wrestling. You know, who remembers the wrestling? Yeah. You know, Big Daddy and Giant A-Stacks. You know, basically, looking back, it was just a load of fat bloke not bumping into each other, you know. And, but but I, I used to... Uh, I used, to, I used to enjoy wrestling, and, you know, at the time, you know, when you're a kid, you think it's all genuine, but, you know, you realise it's, it was just all, everything was fake about it, there was nothing, nothing real about it at all, everything was, was fake uh, in, in that. But in, in the Bible, there's, there's a wrestling match as well, there's a wrestling match with uh, Jacob, and he wrestles with an angel, now that, that picture up there, I don't think that's what it was like at all. Because I don't think that the angel came along. And, and I don't think he was obvious. I don't think he had wings like that. Because the, the, this angel came and wrestled with Jacob. But we just appeared like an ordinary man. Jacob, at first, didn't have any idea that this was an angel. Or no giveaway telltale wings on, uh, on the angel. The, basically, what, what happened was... In Genesis 32, we read this. It's, it's, it's a really strange account about this Jacob, where this, this man comes along and wrestles Jacob to the ground, and he's, he's wrestled with him all night long. So basically, what, what has happened is, um, Jacob has been away from, from his family, from his, from his brother Esau, for many years, because, um, to cut a long story short, Jacob had double-crossed Esau, and, and Esau had said, the next time I see my brother Jacob, I'm going to kill him. And so Jacob, he did a runner, and uh, he, he spent a long time away. Um, he got married, and he, got, uh, he had a, two wives, I think, actually. And, uh, uh, he, and so he, the time came, and he, he was coming back, and he was going to see his brother Esau. But in his back of his mind, he was, he was scared, and he was worried 
that was Esau going to make good on this promise to kill his brother Jacob? And so he's, he's, he's getting nearer and nearer. And so what he does, like the brave man that he is, he sends everybody else before him, sends all his servants, all the family, and so he's left alone. So if anybody comes and attacks, then they're going to get it first. You know, so, you know, he was a deceiver then, and he's, you know, he's, he's, not, uh, he's not very much better now. And so he's on his own. He's, he's traveling, he's worried, he's concerned. Is, is Esau going to make good on this promise? Then all of a sudden, this man comes and wrestles Jacob to the ground. So you picture this Jacob all alone, his brothers threatened him, and somebody knocks him to the ground. What would, what would your first thoughts be? If you're out at night, it's dark, you're on your own, somebody comes along, somebody knocks you to the ground, you're battered and bruised. What are your first thoughts? I'm sure your first thoughts are not, oh good, here's a friend who's come to help me and to bless me. And I don't think that was Jacob's first thought. Because it didn't seem as though this was a friend. It didn't seem as though this person who had come without any warning, it didn't seem that he was a friend at all. It seemed like it was an enemy. And so this, this fight went on all night. And then, something happens Some, somewhere along the line uh, I think Jacob he must get, have this realisation that this is, there's more to this than meets the eye there's more to this than, than what, what he first, first appeared to be like because um, there seemed to be um, um, at, at a stalemate in, in a sense uh, in this, this wrestling match and this, this man who was actually an angel in fact uh, it, was, it was probably God himself. It, some people, uh, I think there's good, good reason to believe it, think that it could have been a, uh, like an, an Old Testament appearance of Jesus. But what, whatever you, you think about that, it was at least an angel. But I think it was actually God himself. And uh, so this, uh, this, this man or this angel says, let me go, he says to Jacob. And Jacob says, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Jacob has realized there's more to this than meets the eye. It's not the, the wings on the angel. They, they didn't have any, he didn't have any wings on. But he, uh, he realizes there's something going on here. He realizes that something that God is involved in this. And Jacob says, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So this is not, this is not a game that's been playing. They're in deadlock. But Jacob realizes something's going on. Jacob wasn't going to let go. He wasn't going to let go of this person. He says, I want the blessing. I want the blessing from God. I'm not going to let go. God doesn't always act in the way that we expect him to act. Sometimes he can behave uh, in ways that make him seem distant and far away. Let me go, he said to Jacob. But God didn't really want Jacob to let go. You know, that's, that's a strange thing. God said, he said, let go. But God didn't want Jacob to let go. It was, it was a test in a way. God wanted to hear them words from Jacob. I will not let you go unless you bless me. Sometimes we go through circumstances and we think, what God, what are you doing? What are you, what are you playing at? And uh, we think, are we going to let go of God? Are we going to uh, just turn our back on him? 
But God wants us to say, I'm not going to let go until you bless me. We're going to hold on and we're going to wait for the blessing. That's what God wants from us. That's what God wants us to do. He doesn't want us to give up when things are difficult. But he says, hold on. Hold on to me and wait for the blessing. That's what he wants us to, uh, to do. That's what Jacob did. He realized that there was more than the met the eye. When things don't go the way we expect, what is our reaction? Do we think that God doesn't care? Or don't ever think that? Don't ever think that God doesn't care? Or do we hold uh, on to God and we say, I will not let you go until you bless me? Jacob went away with a blessing because he held on to God. But he also went away with a limp. In this wrestling match with God, he caused his hip to be put out of joint. And he probably limped with that hip for the rest of his life. I wonder what the reaction of Jacob's family and friends were when when he came to meet them the, the next time, the next morning, after this encounter. They saw him coming along, he was beating, he was bedraggled, his hair a mess, his clothes all ripped and torn. He was bruised and battered, fully bleeding, and he was limping on this, with, with his hip that was out of joint. And they said to him, what has happened? What has happened to you, Jacob? And he says, I was blessed last night. <laughs> I say, if that's, what you, if that's a blessing, then, then I don't want it. But Jacob was blessed. It didn't look like a blessing, but Jacob was blessed. God blessed with him. He met with God that night, and that's, that was amazing. I don't know what you like at wrapping presents. What um, you know, we just had Christmas, and I, 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 hate, I hate doing all that wrapping presents because you know it doesn't matter what 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 the paper's like. All this, it's just a mess when I've ended up wrapping it. You know, it's it's just a, a bunch of paper it looks like. But and so what, I don't know what presents you've received. Uh, you might have had some really nice wrapped presents, but then you opened it and you thought it's the same old socks again. But. I'm just thankful for whoever invented the, the bags, what, uh, what you can put your presents in. They're, they're just amazing. I'm, and I'm thankful every day that you can just put your presents in a bag and, and, it, you know, and pretend you know, you've, you've put a lot of care into it. But, uh, <laughs> you know. but uh, sometimes God's, uh, God's blessings are disguised. Sometimes um, God doesn't always wrap his presents uh, in, in the nice paper. Sometimes it doesn't look very appetizing, but yet the blessing is there when we look into it, when we dig deeper. Sometimes it's not always easy uh, to see it at first and to tell the difference between what is good and what isn't. But God wants us to hold on to him and he wants us to say that we are not going to let go until he blesses us. Like Paul said to Timothy, we're going to read the verse again. He says, I know whom I've believed, and I'm convinced that he is able to guard what I've entrusted to him until that day. Our confidence in God shouldn't depend on our outward circumstances. Jacob didn't look like a blessed person. When he, when he walked with that limp, when he walked back to his friends, back to his family, that didn't look like a blessed person. Perhaps, perhaps we're saying to him, perhaps, oh, well, if you had more faith, Jacob, then you wouldn't have gone through all that situation. But Jacob was, was pleased that he did because he met with God. His blessing didn't depend on what he looked like outwardly. It didn't depend on his outward circumstances. 
and neither should our confidence in Jesus. We can be confident in him. Our confidence in him last year wasn't misplaced. And our, whatever we face this year, we can do no greater thing than I continue to have confidence in him. It says in Hebrews 10.35, says, So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. We've every reason in the new year to, to, to go into the new year with great confidence. We've got great confidence because we've got a great God. We've got a mighty God. And he is faithful. That confidence is never nullified by our outward circumstances. Whatever we go through, good or bad, things if things go to plan or if they don't, uh, then God is faithful and we can put our confidence in God. Yeah. So I don't know what we're facing. I don't know what you're facing in your life. I don't know what um, issues you're facing, what challenges you're facing. But whatever you're facing, then your confidence in God is not misplaced. Continue to put your faith in him because he, he is faithful and he will bless Hold on to him and say, I will not let you go until you bless me. As Christians, uh, we can have that confidence. So that's, that's just the first point. You, all, you have to start listening a lot quicker than you're doing already. But, um, but the other two points aren't as, aren't as long. But uh, secondly, we are still called to be people who proclaim the good news. A lot of bad news about it. The, the, the newspapers, they love the bad news. They love, you, know, you, love, you get the newspapers and they love, to, they love to be outraged about something, don't they? You know, all, all the newspapers, they're, they're outraged about everything that happens. You know, and, and if you look online, you uh, discuss everybody's outraged with everybody else you know, because uh, uh, bad news. Uh, bad news sells. But yet, I think people want good news. People want to hear good news. And we've got the best news that there is. As followers of Jesus, that the good news that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus came to, to this world to set us free from our sins. That is the best news that there is. We are, we've got the best news uh, in, that there is. Paul encourages Timothy to wait uh, with that. The, uh, the, the gospel is what we're all about as, as a church, and we, we, we know these words. We, we've, we've heard them many times when Jesus said to. Um, to his disciples before he went to heaven. He says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Don't be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, Paul encourages Timothy. The fact that he had to encourage Timothy in this way suggests that, that Paul, uh, perhaps Timothy was uh, inclined to, to that type of thinking. Perhaps he was uh, tempted to be ashamed of, of, of that gospel. And as he goes on to, uh, to, to tell him, he says, for the spirit of, that God gives us does not, make, does not make us timid. It gives us power, love, and self-discipline. That's probably why Paul had to encourage Timothy with these words. That Paul was um, that sort of personality who would be, be timid, who would be afraid, and who would be tempted to be ashamed of, of proclaiming that gospel but Paul says he says don't be ashamed of the gospel don't be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord hold on to it you can be confident you can be um, you can be proud of that, that word or that testimony because of what Jesus has done you can have confidence in what he's done 
we've got a gospel, we've got a message, we've got the good news, and it is, it is good news to, for, for the world. We can have confidence in the gospel. We as a church, we are called to, to, to proclaim the good news, to proclaim the gospel. How we do that might change. The, the things that, that we do might, uh, might be different and varied. We might use different tools to, to proclaim that. But the message always is the same. The message always is uh, that Jesus is Lord. So we might use, might use a cattle service to try and get people into the church. At Easter, we might use Easter eggs to, to encourage people and to, to get them in. Uh, to, to, or, to, or just to talk to people about, about the good news. Might use the events like the Pride event to, to connect with people and to talk to people. But the message is always the same. We can use all sorts of different tools, and, and those tools and those, uh, the, those ways that we do that, might, they might alter and they might, might change, but the message will never, ever change that Jesus is Lord. We've got the good news that, that in Jesus there is salvation, and that, that is what we believe. That is at the heart of all we do. Everything else can change. Everything that we do, the, the way we do things can change and it can alter. We, you can, uh, you can, have, can have a service here, you can have it in, in the back, you can have it outside, you can have it anywhere. But the good news never ever changes that Jesus is Lord. Paul's words to Timothy have a reminder that, that sometimes we won't feel like it. It says these words, it says... Uh, I think they're going to come up. It says, preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. So that Paul reminds Timothy, sometimes it'll not feel like it. Sometimes it won't seem uh, like the thing that you want to do. It says, but be ready with the good news all the same. Be ready with that, that news that Jesus is Lord. The good news that we have is that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. There's no way to the Father but, but by him. Some might see that as a, as a restrictive message, but it is the message that Jesus has given us. It is the only message that we have. It's the only message that, that can bring salvation and can bring liberation to people who need that, that good news. So that is a message that we proclaim, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the way to the Father. There is no other way but by him. The fact that Jesus is Lord, it's at the heart of what we, all that we believe and all that we do at Hope House. That must never change as we go forward into the new year. Then we need to hold on to it. It needs to be our message. And as we said, there might be different ways in which we proclaim that message. There might be different tools that we use. And we, we should use all the tools that God has given us. We should use all of them that, uh, that we can make use of if it's going to help us to proclaim that, that good news, that central good news. But our foundation is that, that Jesus is Lord, and there is no way to the Father but by him. And I encourage us in, in our own lives, in our personal lives, never let go of that truth. Hold on to that truth. Um, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord right now, then I'd encourage you that there's no better thing in the world than to trust in Jesus. Put your faith in him. But whoever you are, just hold on to that truth. Our confidence in Jesus doesn't depend on our outward circumstances. It's a confidence in him that enables us to proclaim the good news. We've got the best news that there is, so let's make sure that we're not ashamed of that good news. And thirdly, and finally, God 
is faithful. Let's remember that as we go into the, into the new year. And that just um, goes over again what we've already said, but uh, basically we're reaffirming what we've already said, that if God has been faithful in the past, he's going to be faithful in the future. God is faithful. That's, that's amazing, isn't it, that, that we've got a God who loves us like that. We've got a God who's the creator of the world, but yet he loves us and he cares for us. Sometimes we need to stop looking at how God is dealing with other people. Do you ever, do you ever do that? Do you ever think, well, look at them. You know, I, I, you know I, why, can't, why can't I be doing what they're doing? Or why, why do they get away with that and God doesn't seem to deal with them? And, you know... In the New Testament, when uh, Jesus had, had rose from the dead, he spoke to Peter about what was going to happen uh, in Peter's later life. And uh, he gives an indication that he's going to uh, die for, for, the, for the gospel, for the good news. So Peter says, well, what about him? And he looks to John. He says, what, what's going to happen to him? He says, uh, Jesus says, if I will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? In other words, what Jesus was saying, he was saying, mind your own business. He said, that's not, that's not to do with you. He says, what I'm going to do with John, how I'm going to deal with John, that's, that's, that's between me and him. He says, so it, if I will, that he's going to remain until I come again, what is that to you? So don't look to someone else and envy them or wish that you had their experience. I think, well, if only God had dealt with me like God has dealt with them, then I'd be, I'd be so much better. God deals with each other as, as he sees we need to be dealt with. We're all individuals, we're all different people, and God deals with, it, with that in mind. So don't look to someone else and look at and make them your focus. Our focus is not to be on others, but it's to be on Jesus. He's faithful. He's been faithful in the past. You can trust him to be faithful in the future. He is faithful. Don't let the way that God deals with someone else distract you from your own walk with God. It's none of our business. It's none of our business what God is doing in somebody else's life. We should always encourage and, and uh, other people, of course, but how God deals with them, that's between them and God. Our business is how we're going to respond to God and how God's going to deal with us. He has shown that we can trust him in the past and he's going to continue to be faithful. We don't have to look towards what God is doing with someone else. So if the band want to make the way back up, please. And in conclusion, none of us know what's around the corner. As we stand at the beginning of a, of a new year, we don't know what's around the corner. Sure that, that the year ahead, we'll, we'll, face, uh, we'll face challenges, we'll face blessings. We're going to face all sorts of circumstances that we've no idea what it's going to be at the minute. But we can know with confidence, however, is whatever we face, whatever we're going through, whatever um, situations we, we've got around the corner, if we put our trust in Jesus, then he will be faithful. He will not uh, let go. Our, our confidence in Jesus will never be misplaced. His faithfulness isn't dependent on, on our circumstances and outward circumstances is dependent on, on the fact that he is a good God and a God who loves us so hold on to that fact that, that God loves you God loves you so much 
If we could get hold of that, then we'd be blown away. Sometimes we, we say the word, we, 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 you know, we, we say them, we say, God loves you. God, but if we, knew, if we knew what that meant, then we'd be transformed. We can know with confidence that our mission hasn't changed. We are called to be good news, to go into all the world and make disciples of all people. That is the, the commission that Jesus has given to us, a, a commission that has not altered and has not changed and will continue until Jesus comes. This time next year, when we'll be sitting here, I've, I've got confidence that there's going to be people here who are not with us at the minute, people who God has got his hand upon and who is going to call into his kingdom. People who are not in the kingdom of God now, people who are would seem a million miles from God but God has got his hand on them I'm sure and I've got that confidence that we're going to kind of look back and see how God has blessed us Uh, whatever uh, situation we face whatever circumstances we face we're going to be able to look back a year from now and see that God has indeed blessed us and so as we go into the uh, into the new year into the whatever lies ahead then just hold on to that confident hope that that we're in Jesus, that we have got that firm and that strong hope and that strong foundation. Whatever you're facing, if you've been discouraged by your circumstances, if you've been looking back and you've been thinking, that has been a bad year. Maybe you're thinking it's been a good year, and that's, that's brilliant. But whatever it is, hold on to that confidence that Jesus is faithful and that he's going to be with us and he's walking with us into the new adventures that we're facing in the year ahead. He's been faithful and he's going to continue to be faithful. Let's just thank him and we just praise him. Lord, we, we praise you that you are faithful. We praise you that as we go into the, the year ahead, that you continue to be faithful, just like you've been faithful in the past. You're going to continue to be faithful in the future. Lord, and we thank you for that. We thank you and your prayer that you'll equip us to be people who will be people of good news in with those that we meet, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, lift my eyes above these mountains for all my help lies beyond let this praise may never cease for I will stand in the promise of the Lord Lord lift my eyes above these mountains for all my help lies beyond this praise may never ceasing for I will stand in the promise of the Lord mountains bow down the waters will part in Jesus' name the storm 